I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com the out-of-bound show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at dancing rabbit golf club in philadelphia mississippi I'm sure uh, David Hellman, Dallas Cowboys insider, Fox Sports, would like to talk uh, Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens, but we have to talk about the Cowboys and what they may or may not do to put themselves in position to go to the NFC Championship game for the first time in almost 30 years. And we'll see what happens this Thursday night. 26th pick in the NFL draft, Kansas City. Last year, Blake and I were in Las Vegas absolute blast and uh we enjoyed it uh, i thought i knew how popular the nfl was then i go to the nfl draft where it's not even a game and six hundred thousand people go through las vegas on the weekend and it was absolutely wild we are the out of bounds show 105.9 the zone espn our nfl coverage this week brought to you by the number one tequila in the world patron Super premium, 100% blue agave tequila. Enjoy some Patron Añejo or Patron Extra Añejo on the rocks with a cigar this week as you take in the NFL draft. We welcome in David Hellman, Fox Sports, Cowboys insider. All right, David Hellman, um, 26 pick in the draft and Mike McCarthy's dropping, getting a Y tight end, which makes me want to puke and thinks about Makes me think about kind of Mike Ditka in 1999 with the New Orleans Saints. Where are we going with this this offensive philosophy from Kellen Moore and what he wanted to do to maybe what Mike McCarthy wants to do with Dak and the personnel? To be honest with you, I really don't think it's going to be that different. Although I'm 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 curious for your rationale there. Uh, just I mean. Sure, I understand maybe tight end is not the most uh, valuable position to take in the first round, but, I mean, that's a that's a far cry from trading away your draft for a running back, don't you think? Absolutely, and I, what I want is a pass-catching playmaker at tight end, not somebody who is uh, 
run blocking or pass blocking first and play making down the field. To, I'm I'm great if they take a tight end at 26, but I want a playmaker. Okay, I mean that makes sense. Um, I I to, to answer your question, I really I really don't think there is a huge difference. I mean, Mike McCarthy had that soundbite at the combine that he wants to run the damn ball, and and that got a lot of play and a lot of attention and made a lot of people mad. But, I mean, the the stats will tell you the Cowboys were an incredibly run-heavy team last year. Uh, they leaned on the run a lot. Obviously, they had 2,000-yard backs. Uh, they Their, their run-to-pass ratio on early downs was very in favor of the run. So, like, this is already a team that wants to run the ball. Um, now where you might be disappointed and, and Mike McCarthy, he didn't just say he wanted a wide tight end. I think what he, what he said was, you know, there's a handful of criteria that makes you, that would lead you to draft a tight end in the first round. And if you're going to spend the pick, uh, he wants a tight end that can do a little bit of everything. Like, obviously you want the guy that can make plays down the field, but he also should be a guy that is versatile enough to move around, whether that's moving around the formation or doing a little bit of H-back work in the backfield. And on top of that, a guy who's not a liability as a blocker. Mm. Um, so, do you, I mean, yes. Like I, I, and that, that, that makes it interesting. This is a very deep tight end class. I think there's a number of different ways the Cowboys could go. Uh, but when I hear that, it is interesting. Of the two guys that most people really see as first-round picks, there's Dalton Kincaid out of Utah and there's Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. If that's really what they want, it's hard to look at a guy like Dalton Kincaid and think that the Cowboys would draft him in the first round because he really is more of your modern, flexed-out, you know, basically wide receiver on steroids, where Michael Mayer is a little bit more of a well-rounded guy. Um, you hear a lot of comparisons to Jason Witten, which I love this time of year because people will say that Jason Witten is a bad thing in the first round because he's not the dynamic Travis Kelsey-like tight end. But, hey, picking 26th in the draft, uh, if the Cowboys are able to find a tight end that can average eight to 800 to 1,000 yards a year for the next decade, I think they would take that every time. No, I'm with you. David Hellman, Fox Sports, Cowboys insider on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Our NFL draft coverage brought to you by Patron Tequila. Um, okay, so for let me give you an example, Hellman. The, Steve Palazzolo joins us every week, Pro Football Focus, and he says you shouldn't run like that in the NFL now. Yeah, I called it second and Zeke because I felt like the for the last three years it was second and nine. I mean. I mean, that's putting your quarterback and your guys behind the eight ball. But I felt like every time Zeke got the ball on first down, it was second and nine. So I know PFF isn't perfect. A lot of people like them. A lot of people don't like them. Palazzolo and that team's like, dude, you got to throw the ball in the NFL today. What's your reaction to running it too much early on downs? Oh, yeah. To be clear, and I think there's always there's always a disconnect here. I... I hate running the ball. I mean, like, obviously, you've you've got to be able to do it. You need a you need a running game. You've got to be able to run the ball, especially to steal the the line from Mike McCarthy. You've got to be able to run the ball when everybody in the stadium knows you need to run the ball. Like, there's definitely value in that. But yeah, I mean, it's 2023. The, the numbers are undeniable at this point that throwing is the way to win in the modern NFL, and teams that throw it the best 
are typically the teams that win the most games. Um, the disconnect there is I don't really care so much about what I want. It's just, you know, the, the, the Cowboys make the decisions and the people in charge don't care what I think. Um, and so I think the bottom line is for every advancement that they've made, uh, the Cowboys are a team that is, you know, fighting tooth and nail to stay in the 1990s. And I, I mean, I agree. Yeah, that's, they won three Super Bowls running the hell out of the ball with a running back who never got tired and never left the game. And that has clearly left a sizable impression on their DNA as an organization. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think there's a number of ways they could become more efficient on offense namely putting the ball in the hands of their best player, Dak Prescott. And to some degree, they do that. But, yeah, it's it's hard to feel confident that the Cowboys really see things that way when their head coach is saying he wants to run the hell out of the ball and they're looking at tight ends and running backs in the first round. Not necessarily the way that I would build my team, but, again, I, I think this will be my 12th year following the Cowboys professionally. Man. And... uh you know, they still haven't asked for my opinion yet, which I really would love it if they did, but uh, no dice so far. What is wrong with them? David Hellman, Fox Sports, LSU grad, Cowboys insider on the Out of Bounds show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, uh, what? How did you see? You know, Dak had a lot of turnovers last year, and he he at times he can still make any play on the field, and he also had some really good games. But the turnovers, and when you're the Dallas Cowboys QB playing in all the TV slots that they play in, because so many people hate the Cowboys, you know, it's magnified. But what was your why did that happen? Why did he have so many turnovers? Was it Dak, combination Dak, Kellen, personnel? What'd you see? I mean, you know, I, I get labeled as being a Dak apologist, and to some degree, maybe I am. Uh, I don't shy away from the fact that I root for the guy. But um, I think it, it, it's a combination. I mean, Dak, Dak's an, an aggressive quarterback, maybe even aggressive to the point of delusion, which I think most most good quarterbacks are that confident in their abilities. Uh, so you have, a, you have a combination of a very aggressive quarterback who is unwilling to let a play go. Um, and then this, I think the Cowboys personnel took a step back last year. They traded away Amari Cooper. They did a terrible job of replacing him. Obviously, C.D. Lamb stepped up into the, the wide receiver one role, but they had nothing filling the wide receiver two and three roles. So 
Uh, you combine a very aggressive, very confident quarterback with lacking personnel, and I think it leads to a lot of miscues. Certainly, Dak made his fair share of mistakes. You know, I think if you go back, I think it was Mike Martz charted it a couple weeks ago uh, for for the 33rd team or, or one of those websites. Um, you know, if you go back and chart it, you can probably pin eight of his picks purely on Dak, which that stuff's going to happen. Uh, but then what? I think he threw 15. So you're talking about more than half uh, or, or about half being squarely on tipped balls, tight window throws, receivers not creating separation. Uh, and again, that's, that's not to completely let him off the hook, but you can go back and watch you know, the, the number of, of times Dak was throwing into very tight windows because he doesn't have a guy that creates separation. That's why I don't think it's a coincidence that they traded for Brandon Cooks, uh, who's a separator, who's a guy that can create yards between him and his coverage. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they're looking at tight ends and receivers that are great route runners, whether it's Michael Mayer, whether it's Zay Flowers, the Boston College kid. Um, you know, I, I think they're looking to fix that, which begs the question why they didn't think they needed to fix it last year. But I guess that's water under the bridge <laughs> at this point. So, I guess, I mean, like I said, and, and you're right, the, the Cowboys are such a polarizing team. Uh, if you seek to explain why Dak might have thrown so many picks, you get labeled a homer. Right. I certainly don't think... I certainly don't think Dak is, is a top three quarterback in the NFL right now, but... I mean, the Cowboys had the best offense in the league last year despite a turnover problem and despite uh, lacking personnel. I mean, they, they put up points and yards at a huge clip, and a huge amount of that was to Dak Prescott. You can see it in the splits. I mean, they were bottom half of the league in the five games that Cooper Rush was their quarterback, and they were top three the rest of the way when Dak came back from his hand injury. So. I think he's going to be fine. I do think they need to upgrade the talent in the, uh, you know, in the pass catching game, but it, it looks like they're well on their way to doing that. I mean, they, like I said, they got cooks and I, I do think they're going to draft somebody highly, whether it's a receiver, tight end or running back, they're going to add talent to the offense. Mm. And uh, I have a, I have a feeling his numbers will be just fine. I mean, even after throwing, even after leading the league in picks, Dak Prescott has the same career interception percentage as Patrick Mahomes, but people lose sight of that because, like you said, I mean, when you're on national TV every week throwing a pick or two, it kind of warps people's perceptions of who you are, but I just don't think he's that quarterback. He is David Selman, David Hellman, uh, on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, Fox Sports, and Dallas Cowboys Insider. Okay, I hope they go wide receiver or tight end or wide receiver early instead of Bijan Robinson or even, I don't know, Gibbs out of Alabama. If you had to call it with the 26 pick Thursday night, what direction does Steven Jones go? It's a wonderful question. Um, I mean, and I actually, having said everything I just said, I, I think people lose the plot on Bijan um, because, again, I mean, you're talking pick 26, not pick four, where Zeke was. And right. you're talking about a guy that can add a lot of value in the passing game. I mean, Bijan Robinson is a, is a wonderful receiving running back. If he was there, 
I really wouldn't hate the pick that much, but I I really think it's it's a lot of bluster about nothing. I'll be shocked if B. John Robinson falls that far. Um, so that leaves me. I'm not convinced the value is going to be there at receiver. Maybe if Zay Flowers were to fall, um, but I, I think tight end makes a lot of sense just because of how the board stacks up. But the other thing, as much as we talk about them needing help at the skill positions, I think the value also lines up on the line. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a pass rusher be the pick here. I think they really like Will McDonald, the edge rusher out of Iowa State. Uh, and I, I think he's got a very good shot to be there. Uh, and then another name that you hear a lot if they get wiped out of pass catchers is uh, Steve Avila, the guard out of TCU, who maybe that's a little bit of a reach at 26 overall, but people said the same thing about Tyler Smith last year, and, and nobody's complaining about that pick anymore so if you get a plug-and-play guard at 26 a guy who can step right in and be a plus starter uh from day one i don't think anybody would complain about that so i do think they would prefer to add a weapon um but if those options get wiped out i could definitely see somebody getting added to one of the lines how how would you describe steven and jerry jones Uh, you know is there a is there a sense of urgency? I'm talking about edge of their, you know, the other GMs in the league have to get there at whatever, 4, 5, 6 a.m., David, uh, because they work for the owner. Uh, they hold the dual role of owners and GMs. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. How would you describe their approach, knowing that like Howie Roseman is is working twenty one hours a day, or John Lynch or other guys around the league? How would you describe their approach and the hours in compared to some of the other front offices that um, their job is on the line, whereas Stephen and Jerry's is not? Well, fortunately, I mean, just in in regard to the draft itself. Fortunately for Cowboy fans, I think there's more work that goes into the draft process than just Stephen and Jerry Jones. I mean, the 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 under the radar name there is Will McClay, who's the you know the vice president of player personnel. He basically 
he runs the draft and defers the final decision to the Jones family. But Will and his staff run all of this. They put in every bit of the work of any other front office in the league. And like I said, look, I, I don't seek out to defend the Cowboys too much, but their draft track record speaks for itself. I mean, if there is one thing that they are very good at, it's acquiring talent in the draft. So I don't worry about that so much. As to the other part, I'm with you, man. I mean, yeah, I think I think Steven and Jerry Jones want to win very badly, but is it the all-consuming need that every other team has because their job's on the line? No, it goes back to last year. I mean, only – only a team that's that is managed by the owner could trade away Amari Cooper and really do nothing about replacing him uh and and head into a season and say that's Incredible. okay now i do think i do think the urgency fluctuates because again last year the urgency felt like it was at an all-time low and they were basically like eh we're content with what we have right here and we'll see what happens this year, it picks up a little bit. I mean, you know, they're they're getting a lot of praise, and rightfully so, for trading for Brandon Cooks and trading for Stephon Gilmore and really seeking to add quality players at positions of need. So, I mean, you, you can't say they absolutely don't care because they respond to the setbacks of last year with, with urgent and smart moves to improve the roster. But I think you look at the track record over a long enough period of time Yes, the Cowboys want to win, but I do think there's there's just a difference when you know that your job's not on the line every other Absolutely. year like it is in most other front offices. Uh, why do you think that, that Jerry and Steven don't make it a free agency destination considering uh, you've been there for, like you said, a dozen years? All the glitz and glamour, all the big names that have been through. Dak makes a fortune off the field. Even other lesser-known positions have that capability. Um Dallas, Texas, no state income tax. Dallas metro area, plenty to do for a 25, 28, 30-year-old. Why do you think, because I would think this is what Stephen and Jerry would want to do, why are they not, you're right on the Brandon Cooks thing, but why are they not more active in the free agency game considering they could be one of the top five destinations in the league? Two thoughts come to mind. One They've been there, done that, and it's mostly gone horribly. Like, let's not pretend like the Cowboys haven't tried to be those big spenders over the years, and most of those decisions didn't wind up working out. I mean, Leroy Glover comes to mind as an outside free agent acquisition that really worked out, but for the most part, they haven't had a lot of hits. And then on top of that, I think, and this is baked into that, but the Cowboys don't want to spend money on production that didn't help them. You know, uh, to say, oh, hey, you did this, that, and the other for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we're going to pay you twice what you're worth when you haven't done anything for us. No, I think, uh, you know, billionaires like staying billionaires. And I think if they're going to hand out those types of contracts, they want it to be for a guy that has benefited their organization, whether it's Ezekiel Elliott, whether it's Dak Prescott, or any of these young guys that's about to get a deal between C.D. Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, whatever. I think they place a premium on, you know, if they're going to invest, they want to invest on people that have helped their organization and not take a risk on an unknown. To be honest with you, I think that's fine. I really, I I just think they need to do a better job of striking the balance. Like, by and large, we find time and time again, the teams that, that really, really spend, you know, big stacks in free agency, for the most part, 
they're talent-poor teams, and most of those decisions don't work out. Like I've said, I mean, you can go back and look at the results since about 2010. The Cowboys know how to draft. Uh, they're pretty good at it. So it's not as if they have no talent and they need to be spending a quarter of a billion dollars on free agents every year. They just need to be a little bit more aggressive, and that's why you know it was honestly kind of shocking when they did it this year. They actively used resources to acquire guys like Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore, not only sending draft picks to other teams to get those guys, but then they turn around, you know, they're paying Brandon Cooks $12 million, and they're paying Stephon Gilmore $10 million. So they're spending on salary in addition to acquiring the guys. If they could find a way to do these types of things every single year, I think they would be in a much better spot. Because, again, you don't want to be the team that's stuck paying $100 million for a second-tier wide receiver but if you can add a former defensive player of the year to your roster for a fifth-round pick and a $9 million salary, why wouldn't you be doing that? Right. And I think that's what, makes it, that's what makes it so frustrating when they, you, know, you have a year or two years or three years where they won't make these type of moves, uh, and then they finally get the memo and do it. it. It makes it frustrating that there's no consistency there. I hear you on that. And uh, and hopefully uh, these sorts of moves pay off to a degree that we see it become a little bit more of a trend. Amen. All right, David Hellman, if if LSU makes the College World Series, will you be there in June in Omaha? You know, it's it's hard to predict that far out with my schedule, but I really hope so because, man, look, I was I was content to take the series, but I'll take a sweep, and I think it just it speaks to the power of that lineup that I think they've been in five or six games this year where they were down multiple runs after the seventh and still won. So the pitching staff worries me a little bit, but, uh, but when you have a lineup with that much firepower, I, I will be, I will be sorely disappointed if they don't at least get to Omaha. And I, I for sure hope I can be there. Man, Skeens, Dylan Cruz and the crew. All right, bud. Uh, David Hellman, thanks so much. Hopefully the Cowboys will take a pass-catching tight end at 26. Be good, bud. Appreciate it, y'all. Thanks. Fox Sports, Cowboys insider. You see him on TV, among other spots. David Hellman joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Cowboys pick number 26. Blake, they usually don't move, so I think everybody's expecting them to stay at uh, at 26. And we'll see what direction they go. Line of scrimmage. Tight end. I agree with Hellman. Bijan Robinson will be gone. So maybe it's another running back there. Um, and we'll we'll see what they do. Hopefully they'll load it up for, for Dak Prescott. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Core Cryotherapy and Wellness. Uh, I first heard about cryotherapy when Laquan Treadwell was talking about it in 2015. I thought that sounds awesome. Uh, target inflammation at the core. Um, at the cellular level is where they focus with their therapies. Core cryotherapy and wellness, plus they have IV therapies. At core cryotherapy and wellness in the township across from Sombra. Check it out today. Core cryotherapy and wellness. And a super cool spot in the township across from Sombra. Core Cryotherapy and Wellness. If you missed anything, hit Apple Podcast. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. The full Fred Smoot interview is there. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.